0: Robots Radio presents Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. Hey, I can look at myself naked. Are you stoned or something?
1: They tried stoning me, my dear. It did not work. He likes to create his own sauce. Well, did you sleep with a man who also slept with mom and grandma Catherine?
0: What? You slept with Dad? Alright. Which one of you sardines call this meat? Whatever made loser. Let the party begin!
1: Hello, and welcome to Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. The movie that you thought you'd miss out on because of the pandemic, but you know what? Just release it on demand, cause you deserve it. That's Chad Eckowitz.
0: <laughs> and that's Simone Larue. That's uh that's pretty apt for this year, man. Yeah. I mean, wow. Yeah.
1: You just have to take your wins or you can get them this year.
0: Exactly. I feel, you know, it's it's it must have been a really tough decision for like all of these people to like, hmm. like all the the production studios to be like right we're not going to get the revenue that we thought we were going to get but we got to do something otherwise yeah. we are going to tank so let's just straight at yeah. un- uh, at home on on dvd on demand um so yeah good on them although these two movies perhaps they shouldn't have
1: <laughs> they could have waited um, I mean, some movies are holding out. We know that Chris Nolan's movie like keeps getting pushed back. Like, I care, <laughs> and the new James Bond as well. They're like, no, guys, you have to see it in the cinema. So that's being held back. And um, but some movies, I, like yeah, some movies are kind of made for Netflix.
0: It's true, it's true, and I feel like today's movies were definitely movies made for Netflix. I mean, I know you do not like Christopher Nolan movies, and I will completely agree with you on this one, Tenet, coming out. I am not interested at all.
1: Don't care. Not even a little bit. I'm over it.
0: I think he's gone a step too far. I think he's, you know, like, weird time travel Mm. vibes? Like, nah.
1: I stand to be corrected, uh... though. It's possible I'll Mm. watch Tenet, and it'll change my life.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go on the weighted averages of probability and say it's not, but, you know, we can always dream. We can always dream.
1: We can always dream.
0: (laughs) So, speaking of dreaming, what movies are we doing this week, Simone?
1: We, so this week's theme is 2020 action movies that we might have missed. We... (laughs) have hotly anticipated bloodshot for quite some time because the moment we saw the trailer we were like cool we'll be reviewing this soon and Mm -hmm. here we are Uh, and then we are also doing underwater with kristen stewart which um i Mm. actually liked.
0: I will speak about my thoughts and things, but yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but I do, I love watching Vin Diesel before we even get into everything and go through it. Like, can we just speak about the treasure that is Vin Diesel and the fact that at one point in history, he had a YouTube channel that was devoted to him singing jazz music with a fedora on and everything.
1: Vin Diesel, really, to me, especially, like, as he's aged and stuff, he's, like, your creepy uncle that peaked Mm -hmm. uh, in college (laughs) and has been riding that high ever since and never stopped thinking he was cool. (laughs) And, like, hits on all the, the, like, younger cousins. Mm -hmm.
0: That's Vin Diesel for me. Definitely. You, you, You know for a fact he goes around and asks people to ask him how much he benches.
1: And the answer is less than you'd think.
0: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you drinking today? Let's uh, sort out an order of play.
1: Um, so, in spite of the lifted alcohol ban, uh, I haven't gone to the bottle store yet um, mm-hmm. because I don't want to catch COVID from all the crowds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fair. So,
1: I, it's also, it's like four in the afternoon on a weekday as of recording. Um, mm-hmm. So, I'm having a peppermint tea. Oh,
0: lovely! It's very one of my nice.
1: Favorite kinds.
0: Oh, that's so nice. So, so well, I want to go back to that, but before mm. I do, I just want to like make everyone who listens to this podcast very aware that we are recording on a Wednesday. Now, usually, if we don't record on the weekend, it's usually like a Monday, so we have like mm. Monday chaotic energy. We've never recorded on a Wednesday, as far as I'm aware, no, so I am aware. So this is end. uncharted territory. We do not know what's gonna happen as we go along. This should be interesting.
1: Will either be very tired or extra chaotic. I I can't tell.
0: Who who knows? It's it's a Russian roulette, and I'm very excited to to pull that trigger with you. <laughs> um, so tell me, top three favorite teas is what I wanted to go back to.
1: Ooh, um, in order, I don't know the order, but I would definitely say peppermint, mm-hmm. love roy bus tea, obviously
0: mm-hmm.
1: mother's Doink. milk to South Africans. <laughs> You know, a good Ceylon.
0: Oh. Yeah.
1: Lovely Ceylon. Get some cinnamon sugar in there if you're feeling fancy.
0: Ooh. Ooh, Very cool. Mm -hmm. Very nice.
1: Yeah. What about you?
0: Um, Okay. So I'm going to go for um, Robos is an absolute favorite. A little bit of honey in there. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. That's what you're talking about. Uh, Then, you know what? Keep it simple. Lovely Earl Grey. You know? Oh, yeah. I love an Earl Grey. I'm British at heart, but, you know, if it's raining, I've got a nice comfy (laughs) sweater on. Get, get your Earl Grey on.
1: This is going to be blasphemous, but I love a very milky Earl Grey. Uh, love it. Just, oh, oh fuck me up with that milk. I want, like, essentially <laughs> an Earl Grey latte.
0: You make me <laughs> sick. You've just killed our whole English fan base. Like, they've just switched off and they've just unsubscribed. They've, you've killed us. English, like, Americans are just like, don't you just boil water and pour, pour, pour milk in it? Like, what is, what are, are there different types of tea? <laughs> Um.
1: (laughs) Americans are not invited to this discussion.
0: (laughs) And then my third favorite would have to be like a nice fruit tea, like apple and Mm. apple and rosemary or something like that is very, very on point. Especially like on a nice summer day.
1: Yeah, the Turkish apple tea or like I associate Mm. it with turkey. Mm. I know it's not just there, but like that Turkish, like that strong apple flavor. Oh,
0: Mm. Oh, so good. That is a winner.
1: Yeah. So this is great for an action movie episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Really, yes, setting ourselves up for for a big fall there with your nice tease.
1: (laughs) Really on brand.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, in complete contrast to that, seeing as it is an action film, I'm just doing Jager bombs, just like tons of, eight Jager bombs in a row, just uh-uh-uh. Uh, no, obviously not. I'm not 14. Yeah. Uh, I am drinking a nice pilsner beer. I'm not a huge fan of pilsners, um, hmm. but it's pretty nice. It's a Perlimacher. Yeah. It's a company that makes it premium pills.
1: Yeah, it's all right. Well, nothing, I like a nice pilsner. You know, that's the thing. It's a, it's a everyman beer. It's
0: yeah. It's it's there's nothing special about it, but it will do the job. Mm.
1: It, it does the job. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I guess I get to go first, which is good, because then we can spend a large majority of our time... Just breaking down bloodshot.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, so let me tell you about underwater. Please. Okay. Nora Price, played by Kristen Stewart, is a mechanical engineer working on the underwater drilling station known as Roebuck. This is the first of its kind digging directly into the Mariana Trench some 11 kilometres beneath the surface of the ocean. Just for context, this is super impressive because the pressure down there is what is fifteen thousand seven hundred and fifty psi, which is about one thousand times more pressure than you feel on the surface of the Earth. I Googled all of this because I wanted to make sure, like, we were on yeah. point with our with our knowledge. Yeah. Uh, so Nora's down there, just mind your own business. When boom, massive implosion on her sector caused by what she thinks is an earthquake. She quickly dashes to try and wake everyone up, but the pressure is collapsing the sector quicker and quicker. One of her teammates, Rodrigo Nagenda, played by Mamadou Ati, hears her cries and together they race to the safe point. Unfortunately, none of the other people in the sector are going to make it in time, so Nora has to make the tough decision to close off the bulkhead and leave her teammates for dead. The two then make their way up to the central base. On the way, they discover the still-alive body of Paul Abel, played by T.J. Miller. He's this wise-cracking comedic aspect. He's, he is the wise, wise-cracking comedic aspect of the film. Together, they make it to the Central Base, where they meet up with Captain Lucien, played by Vincent Cassell, Liam Smith, played by John Gallag- Gallagher Jr., and Emily Havisham, played by Jessica Henwick. Together, they all realise that they're pretty fucked. The earthquake caused uh, caused major structural damage to a huge amount of the drilling station, and the escape pods at the base have all been damaged and are unusable. To make matters worse, the energy core was damaged and is going to explode pretty soon. Captain Lucian then comes up with a plan. They're going to uh, don the underwater pressure suits, which will allow them to walk outside of the base on the ocean floor. From there, they will walk directly to the Roback drilling base where they will find some escape pods which have not been damaged and then they will get the hell out of there. The issue with this plan is that there's about a mile between the crew, or where the crew are now, and the drilling base. The suits have never been used for such a long distance and the pressure and lack of oxygen may mean that they will die an excruciating death. Unfortunately, they have no other options so they decide to go for it shenanigans ensue many people die along the way but the super weird and creepy thing is that they find a new species of underwater life where while out on their walk unfortunately this life is an unbelievably hostile and attacks and starts killing them almost immediately they fight run and die for about an hour and a half now here come the spoilers and since this movie only came out this year if you don't want to know what happens in the end then skip for about a minute from now uh, for those of you who are still listening, uh, the there are only three uh, the the only three that make it to the drilling base are Nora Smith and Emily. But just outside the door, Nora sees the 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 mother of this unknown unknown hostile species. It pretty much looks like Cthulhu, and it is uh, and is not a fan of the three humans. So they rush in, and Nora finds that only two uh, that only two of the pods are working. She sacrifices herself to save her friends. In the end, she blows up the station in order to allow her friends to escape and kill the giant Cthulhu monster and this entire species. The end.
1: The end. Chad, what's your clip hanger?
0: So it has to be this one. He was my fiance's dog, actually. hi uh, you guys split up? No. No way, he, um, Was Smith's best friend, actually. We have to all together. Uh, he wanted to go out one night. I was tired. I let him go alone, and... He just took forever. I knew something was wrong, so I... I called search and rescue and went down to look for him. I just... Couldn't find him. I'm sorry. You don't need to hear that right now.
1: I'm so sorry. It's just that feeling of being
0: powerless to change anything. It almost killed me. I mean, Smith swear to me he would never talk about it down here.
1: You really love him, huh?
0: Um, and the reason I've chosen this one is purely on the basis that it is the only bit of exposition we get, and it is the only yeah. bit of arc, uh, character arc we get, and the rest is just nothing. Nothing.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it really... I mean, because this is essentially a survival movie.
0: hmm mm-hmm.
1: So what makes those movies interesting is, like, caring about all of the characters and maybe even a little mm-hmm. bit of a character arc for everyone. Um, but it pretty much seems like Kristen Stewart's character wants to die at the beginning and then gets what she wants at the <laughs> end. <laughs>
0: Exactly. You know? Exactly. It just, it it really, it baffles me because, I mean, okay, cool. So they started the movie with, like, Mm -hmm. the big explosion and everything's going crazy. And that's a risky maneuver, uh, just purely on the basis that you don't get that character progression. You don't don't get to sort of bond with the characters before the movie starts. Sometimes it can work. Yeah. But this is a pure example and a a really good example of how it doesn't work. Because there isn't a lot of time for the characters to speak to each other and develop that... Uh, kind of relationship and and get you know you as the viewer involved and and, and sort yeah. of uh, attached to the characters. The only character who I would say you I felt kind of involved was the smart crack and wise guy um, Tj. TJ Miller, uh, Paul Abel, because he had his little mini little squirrel thing that was super cute, and he's the only one I kind of cared about.
1: Well, I also cared about... I mean, Emily, we get a lot of background from her, and I Mm. think she's very vulnerable from the offset, where she's like, I don't know what's happening, I feel like I'm going to die, kind of thing. So, like, you you, you know, you feel a very, like, maternal or paternal instinct towards (laughs) her from the beginning, and you're, like, glad when she escapes. The other dude that she escapes with, you're kind of like, cool... He's a nice guy. <laughs> that's great. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, he, and and that's the problem. And it, it makes it seem like, you know, Kirsten Stewart is obviously the protagonist of this film. Yeah. But we really don't know any of her motivations or anything like that. Um, that doesn't, like, dispute the fact that she's a cool badass yeah. throughout this fucking yeah. film. And that's awesome. Yeah. But, yeah...
1: It, it just feels like there are whole chunks of things missing Um, that mm. would have made it feel much more whole. All of that being said, mm. though, I really was entertained by this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that the action sequences were amazing. Like from the very beginning, when mm. stuff starts like collapsing in on her. So you're just like mm-hmm. from the outset, like watching her try to survive. Like that was a fucking intense scene. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, later on when they've got their pressure suits on and they're opening the doors and the one dude's pressure suit just isn't up to scratch and he like explodes. Like that I think was a great way to just set the mood and just like tell you Mm -hmm. no one's safe. Something can go wrong at any minute. I thought the creature design was really cool for all the little things they saw underwater. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one dude getting sucked out of his suit by the things was That
0: was gross. Awesome.
1: So, like, you know, in terms of, like, <laughs> characters and, like, storytelling, it's not mm. a great movie. But in terms of, like, entertainment and horror... Mm, I really mm. enjoyed it, actually.
0: Yeah, look, there are like like you said, there are those really special moments, and you did feel like super tense the whole yeah. time, like watching it. Like yeah. it was real, real intense. I mean, I don't know about you, but you know, like I do love deep water exploring and shit like that. But like, the Mariana Trench is very deep, and I that shit never. scares me. I like, would never. There are things down there as this movie shows there are things down there that we do not know about and we mm-hmm. shouldn't know about. Mm-mm. We don't need to.
1: You know, I have a scuba diving license that lets me go down to 18 meters and that's mm-hmm. even further than I necessarily need to go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. That, like that's a that's a pretty cool distance. Yeah. Anything above it is is ace. Anything yeah. below b- below that when when everything starts to get a wee bit darker, little, you know, yeah. you can feel that pressure on your body. mm, Not so much. Like, it's the fact that, like, (laughs) your lungs start to, like, fold in just because of the pressure down there. And you're just like, "Mm,
1: no humans shouldn't do this. Not a fan. Not a fan. (laughs) The moment that the bends becomes a really real risk. Not a fan. I just want to see the pretty reefs close to the sun. Maybe a little, I did uh, a dive around a wreck ages Mm -hmm. ago and that's really fun because in Cape Town like seals comes to see what you're up to which is adorable. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with just uh the surface Mm -hmm. pretty stuff not the deep dark scary stuff.
0: Scary stuff. Yeah yeah exactly exactly and I mean yeah that, that was my only other sort of issue with this film as well is like I don't know how hostile animals down that deep are. Like, I know, like, yeah. a lot of species that don't have predators aren't very hostile. Yeah. Um You know, like, undiscovered species in remote places who don't have any sort of predators, when humans come to them for the first yeah. time, they're pretty, like, chill. Like, they don't immediately start attacking. So it felt like... I felt a little sort of be like, would this really happen? Would, would they immediately just start killing humans?
1: Yeah. I mean... Especially, like, they seem to wait a while. Like, the whole station gets set up and built. Mm-hmm. And then, like, this thing starts hatching in the... Look, they don't think about it that much. <laughs> My other issue with it is is that it's clearly supposed to be some sort of, like... Or close to, like, a cosmic sort of Lovecraft-type mm, mm-hmm. horror. Where, you know, it's this big, huge creature from mm. the depths. Um, mm-hmm. Which is really cool. But I think... They should have maybe leaned into it more because the whole point of cosmic horror is to, like, make you feel small in the universe and, like, nothing you do matters. (laughs) And so I think instead of it ending with her, like, blowing the whole ship up, which, to be honest, that creature couldn't go too much further above the surface because the lack of pressure would kill it. That's what happens to a lot of deep sea fish. Yeah. I think she should have just let let herself get eaten up by it, you know? Like, as her friends escape to distract it or whatever, you know? Yeah. Just, I think that would have played into the genre that they were going for a little better rather than like, oh, yeah, Yeah. she does matter because she explodes the ship on the thing.
0: You're 100% right. Like, it's, it's, it was a weird ending for it. And I guess it was sort of like, just like, man does great things or something like that. I don't, I don't really get the point of like, like, I get her point of like self sacrifice. Yeah, of course. um, But, yeah, like there is so much more you can do with the genre. Yeah, and, definitely. You know, you know, uh, audiences I feel are mature enough to yeah uh, be be okay with their protagonists dying.
1: Exactly, and I think they also tried to introduce this weird moral judgment into it, right? Because it was like, oh, we drilled too uh-huh. deep, and now the earth is yeah fighting back. And the whole point of the genre isn't to introduce like right and wrong. Or, like, Mm -hmm. justice. It's just to show that there are things so much bigger than us that we can't understand. Exactly. And in the face of those things are insignificant. So I just, I wish maybe they'd zeroed in on the genre a little bit. I think that would have Mm -hmm. made it more effective.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree with you. Completely agree with you. Um, I did like the tech though. Like you like yeah. you sort of mentioned earlier, like the oxygen tanks were really mm. cool. It was awesome when they like pulled them out and they're all like gross because obviously down there the oxygen quality is gonna be shocking. Oh. So like it's it looked like really gross tea. Um that was like a really nice like it's yeah. those little details like that that yeah. really made this movie cool those uh, the 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 pressure suits were awesome um yeah like little details like that i really enjoyed
1: yeah Yeah. i think i would definitely recommend that people check the movie out i think it's definitely Mm. worth a watch um i think all the stuff we're talking about now is really just what could have taken this movie to like from like an entertaining movie to like a really really good
0: movie completely completely like it's on its base it's a pretty entertaining movie it's nothing that's gonna like i don't know this spoils our segment later but like it's 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 something that you just watch like to take take the time away you know just like on a saturday nothing else to watch like night's coming on you want to get a little bit scared you want to feel a little bit uh, tense perfect movie for that um but yeah yeah so i mean I know we have no problems with Kirsten, Kirsten Stewart, we love her yeah. as an actress, but how do we feel about her performance in this?
1: I think she did well, I mean, the script really didn't give her that much to work with, like she was just supposed to be like, <laughs> no. like the description was grieving mechanical engineer, <laughs> 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 and I think she did that.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, she was pretty ace with that, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, as, I'm always her fan, I really liked her, um, mm-hmm. TJ Miller played himself.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so exactly like like none of the characters were like particularly unbelievable. Yeah, Or, exactly. or unbelievable, um, but they were just fine. Um, I really liked that little bit in the beginning, and I think it kind of epitomizes where this movie could have gone. Where uh, Kirsten Stewart's character is playing with a little spider in the base yeah. tub and she's like, "What are you doing down here?" And that's just like, that was a really great moment, and yeah. I was like, "Ooh, this movie." is going to get a little bit deep, and then <laughs> it did not.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, like, it was supposed to be foreshadowing, right? Like, this thing down in the yeah. de- desk where it doesn't belong, and then it gets rescued, mm-hmm. but then it gets killed anyway, like, moments later. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it also was nice to establish the character a bit, just, like, she is. Like, she cares about this little spider in the sink.
0: Yeah, yeah, very cool. Um, the ending alludes that the drilling company, uh, is gonna set up a second drill. Yeah. Do you think that was, A, a final sort of, like, fuck you man doesn't learn from its ignorance thing, yeah. or B, are they setting up for a sequel?
1: I would think after the, like, critical, like, reviews that the movie got, <clears throat> I don't know how much money they'd put towards a sequel, especially because it seemed relatively high budget in terms of mm. like the cgi and the sets and everything um yeah and underwater filming as we know is just like massively massively expensive
0: so expensive and so inconvenient <laughs> like if you take on an underwater project like good on you but you're you're a fool <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, no, I think it was more supposed to be like, you know, the folly of man and the folly futility of, of, uh, her actions. And also, you know, because she destroyed the creature, you're kind of like, well, I
0: yeah. guess they should try again now. She's really cleared yeah.
1: that up for them, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no, not going to be any other problems. Like, yeah. you've kind of sorted everything out. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Right. So is there a scene that could have saved it for you?
1: Um, I'm gonna go with, I wish that they hadn't, like, killed the monster thing at the end. I wish they'd just Mm. leaned into, like, this is a force of nature that is inevitable, she gets swallowed up by it. Her friends can escape still, that's fine. Um, Mm -hmm. just, I think it would have been a better ending, and like I said, it would have made the whole, the fact that they're drilling again a little bit more horrifying.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. And what about you? Um, I definitely think... I just would have loved a few more scenes where Nora explains her motives and everything. Just like, even if it's like a situation of, you know, a little bit of a backstory, that's all I would want. Just like if, if it was, and I know this is sort of like a very big no-no now because it's quite cliche, yeah. but even just a couple flashbacks, just of when <laughs> her husband was alive, just really yeah. lazy screenwriting and just yeah. chucking a couple flashbacks and we're gold.
1: Yeah. To me, this read or like the script read a little bit like a short story where like you're cutting off all the meat just to like get through mm-hmm. the main bit. Um, but it's not yeah. a short story. It's a movie. <laughs> so you can you can add in some extra stuff. Yeah
0: the the reader the reader's digest condensed version of the story, which actually turned out to be the whole movie. (laughs) Exactly. So we've alluded to it already, but would we watch it? Would you watch it again?
1: Totally. Actually, as I was watching it, I was saying to Rudy, like, I'm bummed I didn't wait to watch it with him because I thought he'd really enjoy Mm -hmm. it. Um, like I said, like you're really tense the whole way through. The special effects and um practical Mm -hmm. effects are incredible. Um, the actors all do the best they can with the script. Like, it's Mm -hmm. really, like, a really entertaining movie. I think it actually should have scored higher than what it got.
0: Right. Fair enough. Okay. And you? I'm gonna disagree with you, and I'm gonna say no. Um, I'm only gonna say no on the basis of, uh, the fact that I recently watched 2019's Life, uh, Uh which is a film featuring Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds... And um and basically it's they're on the International Space Station, they get like a capsule of dust, basically that's come back from Mars and it's got like micro microscopic life in it, and basically that microscopic life just fucks shit up. So it's kind of the same story, but just told from upstairs instead yeah. of downstairs. And and it just does a really much better job at it. And okay, so fair if I if I was like watching if, if someone said, Let's watch um an unknown uh, creature killing horror movie, I'd be like, alright, yeah. I'm gonna choose life over underwater to be honest. Fair enough. Um so so yeah, I'm gonna I would I would have to give this one a skip. And if anyone was like, oh we should watch Underwater underwater, I'll be like, uh actually let's just watch life instead.
1: Yeah. If I'm gonna do like a creature invasion cosmic horror movie, it's always gonna be Annihilation. Every day. Forever.
0: Yeah, we really disagree on that yeah, movie. We do. I hated <laughs> <Annihilation>. it. <laughs>
1: It just keeps growing on me, like more and more. I just keep loving it.
0: I don't, and like you and me, man. Like we do this movie <laughs> podcast, but we fundamentally, apart from horror, we do not have the same taste in movies. Not at all. Barring horror movies and Thirty <laughs> Rock, we have nothing in common when it comes to film.
1: That's why we're such great um, partners. We complement each other. There you go, the ying and the
0: yang, <laughs> doing the thing.
1: <laughs> so well done, Chad.
0: Thank you. I'm glad we watched this. I'm glad yeah. we've, you know. Ex- Should introduce myself. Um, I'm Corin Black, a humble half-demon, and folks around Baltimore call me the Devil's Runt.
1: Here we go. Finally moving again. <sighs>
0: do you feel about methamphetamines? You know, devil's blood don't make you a devil. Under the Shroud, fantasy, noir, and horror from Baltimore's sin-soaked streets. Find creator Ian Humphrey on Twitter at Fictional Ian. Hey, Simone, you're a huge nerd, aren't you? I
1: guess I am. I'd like to think so.
0: So, what if I told you there was a place, right? Now, Mm -hmm. just expand your mind. Now, we're in the 21st century, things are crazy, Mm -hmm. there's this magical thing called the internet, right? Oh! What if I told you there's a place on this magical web, this worldwide web, (laughs) where you can get all the things you love about the nerdy pop culture stuff that you enjoy the most, in sort of a box. One could call it a crate, even. Oh! Uh, And all you have to do is in exchange for money, uh, you give them money, and they send you a box of all your favorite pop culture stuff every month. What would you say to that?
1: You mean that I don't have to go and shop for individual memorabilia items and waste
0: my whole weekend? Not at all. They will do this for you. This company, this magical place that creates this crate of loot, a loot crate even, (laughs) uh, will package all the items for you and send them to your door in exchange for money. How magical is that? That sounds too magical. And what if I added to the deal? What if I were a proper salesman and I said to you, if you entered a special code, you could get 15% off on any of these loot. crates that you so wished.
1: Well, I'd have to know what this code is.
0: Right? So this is not just for you. This is not just a secret between you and me. This is for our listeners as well. If you go to loot crate following the link in all of our show notes on any episode and type in the code robots radio, you'll get 15% off any of your purchases, 50% off all your loot crates. All you have to do is go to the code in our show notes, enter the code robots radio, and you'll get that 15% off.
1: That sounds amazing. Guys, why don't you click that link right now so that they know we sent you?
0: So guys, go to that link, enter that code. Thank you. Goodbye.
1: We love you, bye!
0: Explored the depths of twenty twenty, and now we can we can go all the way to the top.
1: Oh, bloodshot, let's do it.
0: I'm just gonna say, hands down best movie of twenty twenty.
1: Oh, how dare you! <laughs> The movie starts like movies that we've seen a hundred times before. Ray Garrison is a Marine who just pulled off a especially tough mission in darkest Africa uh, and returns to Italy to be with his beautiful wife, Gina Garrison, played by Tallulah Riley. Unfortunately, things take a dark turn when psycho killer uh, madman Martin Axe kidnaps him to ask where he got the information about the last mission. Naturally, because Ray Garrison is just a Marine, he's like, I don't know where we got the information from. They just pointed me at the thing, and I don't know. So, naturally, Martin X, in cold blood, kills Gina, and then kills Ray, and that, you might think, is the end of it, until Ray wakes up in a secret scientific facility run by Dr. Emil Harding, played by Guy Pearce, and his assistant KT, played by Eliza Gonzalez. Ray is told that he is part of an experiment used to help soldiers who have been injured in battle. Some soldiers have received limbs, uh, others have received new eyes and the neurocircuitry around that. KT uh, has received new breathing apparatus. um, And Ray Garrison, now bloodshot, is basically full of nanites that help him live. (laughs) It's never explained. They couldn't get it to work in mice, but they got it to work in him. (laughs) <laughs> uh while he's coming to grips with his new life, he starts having flashbacks of his old one, and he realizes that he must kill Martin Axe to avenge his dead wife. So there's this bloody showdown, he kills Martin Axe, goes back, and that's when we find that this is all a horrible setup to continuously point bloodshot at different people that Dr. Emile Harding wants dead. As they reset, they now target Nick Barris, played by Johannes Harker Johannesson.
0: Ooh, great name.
1: Um, who is also an enemy of Dr. Emil Harding. Unfortunately for him, for them, Nick Barris has hired Wilfred Wilgens, a programmer who actually made a lot of the original programming that was used f- to program Bloodshot's Nanites, among other things. Things start unraveling, especially as KT no longer wants to be pu- in on this charade, uh, and Jimmy Dalton, one of the super soldiers played by Sam Hoyan, con- is really antagonistic towards Bloodshot. <laughs> things start to break down. Bloodshot starts realizing that things are not as they seem. Uh, with the help of Wilfred Wiggins, uh, he begins to take control of his own nanites. Um, he then goes after Dr. Emil Harding. Uh, shenanigans ensue. He kills Dr. Emil Harding, and he and KT travel. Into the Sunset, along with Wilfred. The end?
0: I mean, what is your cliffhanger, please?
1: Um, My cliffhanger is going to be <laughs> this one. You know, if I was dead yesterday, I wouldn't be able to sleep either. Nah, I had a nightmare.
0: This doesn't make any sense, because how can you have a nightmare if you have no memories? Trust me. Soon
1: you'll remember enough to Wish you could forget it again.
0: It was pretty amazing in there. Caught underwater. You know. We're all damaged goods here. This is
1: who I am now. I've embraced it. They're like they make it sound like the whole like scenario setup is really mm-hmm. critical to, like, you know, jolting his memory in the correct way. Yeah. And I get it. Like, that's comic book science, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. not everything's gonna all come (laughs) together. (laughs) But the wild sexism... Or like kt she's a marine too like she used to be mm-hmm. a soldier she's just working there like now she has to be the scientist's hot assistant and she has to like do aqua aerobics in front of and diesel <laughs> and be like oh hey like welcome to the team and none of the other dudes have to do that they just have to like work out <laughs> and yeah. say hey sup and that's it <laughs> I hate it so much.
0: It's because, you know, she's a female, and therefore she the only thing mm. that she has of use is her body and her sexuality. Of, course, like, of that's, course. That's all she's useful for. And the guys are just, I don't like you, but I respect you, kind of bullshitters. Uh, you know, typical, typical Vin Diesel kind of movie, man. Yeah, exactly. Why do we continue to give him money? I don't understand.
1: Why is his love interest a woman literally like 30 years younger than him? <laughs>
0: This movie is just, I mean, where to begin, really, more than Okay, I actually know
1: exactly where to begin, because it made me, like, it's wildly hilarious. So,
0: the first, like,
1: big fight scene, which is very cinematic, is when he's going after Martin Axe, and he crashes that flower truck, like, in the tunnel, so there's, like, white dust everywhere, and, like, the lighting's cool, like, I'll give them that. Here's the problem, though. (laughs) (laughs) Flour is highly combustible. Oh, really? Highly combustible. If you have like a bunch of flour in the air and you use a lighter, it goes like.
0: Wow, I didn't know that. And they've set flares up everywhere.
1: Yeah, the moment they lit a flare, like Rudy and I were both like, and then nothing <laughs> happens, and we were like, oh, no one told the director.
0: Oh man
1: like that whole tunnel should have exploded
0: (laughs) that is crazy funny yeah oh that is brilliant because obviously like the only reason that it was a flower truck was for the cinematics of it like there's like i saw that happening and i was like oh my god how cringe like i get your point i get why you're doing this but i know what you're doing and you know i know what you're doing and that's what makes this gaudy but i did not know that because that is bloody hilarious
1: it's really really funny um, I mean, oh, and they could have used any like powdery substance, right? Mm, like they could have mm. used. It could have been cocaine. Or... <laughs> so cocaine. Cocaine would have like, made more sense. Pumped. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no one actually dies in that scene because their hearts are just <laughs> pumping so fast.
1: <laughs> um, but anyway, that's just like I know, like these movies aren't scientific at all, <laughs> but. I just found that one really funny. That
0: is hilarious. I did not know that. So I wonder what substance they used instead of flour, because they wouldn't have been Surely. able to use flour. Yeah. So, like, was it just, like, I really, concrete really, I checked dust? the trivia
1: to see if anything was done. Yeah.
0: Apparently not. Oh, wow. So weird. That's yeah. crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. look, this movie is empirically terrible. And yes. anything, anytime that Vin Diesel speaks, I want to shoot myself in the face uh, but you know what? Like, the visuals and the CGI yeah. were fantastic. Like, the yeah. nanobots, every time he got, like, his face exploded and the oh, nanobots are doing that was an amazing shot. Like, good job. Good job yeah. there.
1: I actually didn't, in- like, hate this movie as much as I thought I would. Oh,
0: really? Okay.
1: Like, I mean, I still don't think it's a great movie. <laughs> but I think mm-hmm. it was kind of cool. Like, I think they did a good job of burying the lead sort of leading up to the big twist that you know mm-hmm. he's uh actually being controlled like i thought that was pretty well done actually like when mm-hmm. it when th- it's revealed you're like oh shit yeah yeah and like you said the visual effects are pretty solid the side characters i love like kind of the battle of the nerds like the programming guy on their yeah. side who used open source code from the <laughs> other guy was so perfect like that like those little elements made it really really mm-hmm. fun and sort of took it away from like clearly what vin diesel was going for which is like this oh uh, hard serious action movie because vin diesel can't do comedy <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it. It was nice. I think everything surrounding Vin Diesel was great in this film. It was just yeah. Vin Diesel himself that was that was problematic. I mean, I love the evil scientist. He's a great. Oh yeah. Uh, he's a great evil scientist. He's he's be he was great in what was it Iron Man three as the bad guy. Yeah,
1: and he's he's the main character in Memento. Oh yeah, of course he is. I forget yeah. about
0: Memento all the time. Yeah. I don't know why.
1: <laughs> the irony. The
0: irony. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean. What else is there to say, really? I mean,
1: it's fine. Oh, a lot of the scenes are shot in Cape Town. They try to pass off uh, Lower Woodstock as London. Oh,
0: lovely, terrible decision. Mm. But yeah, okay, <laughs> fine. Clearly so, couldn't and, get the uh, budget actually, for London. Actually,
1: like you can recognize. I don't know if you recognize like the South African police vehicles and stuff. And... I was gonna say
0: actually because uh-huh. I, I I saw the vehicle, the police vehicles, and I was like, those don't look very British to me, Mm-mm, and steps. I was really confused. That makes a lot more sense now, why I recognize them, but they just weren't, you know, sitting with me well. So, that's yeah. great to know.
1: I suspect also that the police in the vehicle were actual South Africans, if not South yeah. African cops. Uh, because they ran away? like it. <laughs> And also, they were all dubbed over. Like, the one truck driver as well kind of was dubbed over.
0: Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: With, oi, uh, mate, what's what's your problem?
0: The English accents in these, even from um Vincent, whatever his V surname was, hmm. like, the guy from, from New Girl, like, his English yeah. accent was just appalling and I think he very did his best. Upsetting.
1: It was better <laughs> yeah, than Don Cheadle's. Best, but... Accent from Ocean's Eleven, which is a low bar. Yeah, that's, that's, that,
0: you you make, you make a good point. You make a
1: good point. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) He did, he worked hard. You could tell.
0: Yeah, he was trying. And towards the end of the movie, it kind of got a little bit better. Obviously, they filmed it sequentially and it just was a disaster to do so.
1: There was no reason he needed to be British.
0: No! Why was he British? Like, British doesn't equal, like, smarter, clearly, from myself, as you can tell. Um, (laughs) But, you know, like, it was a waste. Or oh, get a British actor. There are plenty you know? black British actors. I don't understand. Uh, they
1: needed that new girl celebrity pull. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Vin, Vin Diesel doesn't cut it anymore.
1: He does not.
0: You know. <laughs> I was really confused. Before we go, and obviously you, your, your science can help us out here. Oh, boy. Um, I was really confused by uh, Katie's breathing apparatus. Because essentially it was like a hole in her chest, right? And mm-hmm. she's got no lungs. I specifically remember them saying in the film, she has no lungs. So what?
1: <laughs> I can't answer that question for you. I, I I also was like, okay, but then how does... Because they're like, oh, it can filter anything. And I was like, okay, but then how can she breathe underwater?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's not really explained very well.
1: The nanites also. Yeah,
0: how does that make him stronger? I get that it wouldn't be able to make him indestructible. Yeah.
1: But you know, these it's comic book science. You can't you can't examine it too closely. You just have to be like, ah yes, nanites. Yes,
0: makes sense. Little little tiny robots that you can see and wouldn't be painful at all. Yep, that's fine. They can carry oxygen because they're now your blood, apparently. So yes. Anyway, scene that could have saved it? God. <laughs>
1: Can I change all the casting? Uh,
0: yes. I want to hear your (laughs) bloodshot. I want to hear your bloodshot, and I want to hear your... I don't actually care about anyone else. Just who would you rather have casted for for bloodshot?
1: I mean, I feel like a younger dude, definitely, Mm -hmm. right? Like, someone not in his mid-50s. And that's not to be, like, ageist about it or anything. It's just, like, the character is clearly written to be someone who's maybe, like in his early 30s
0: yeah yeah like just a based prime on
1: where time, he yeah. is like in his career and in his mm-hmm. relationship and stuff <laughs> not fucking pin diesel <laughs> <laughs> who clearly used a couple steroids to get to that body index that he had in the movie he didn't even take his shirt off because <laughs> and again no. this isn't to body shame i'm just like Like, Vin Diesel is just held to a very different standard from other action movie stars. And there's no reason for it. He's not even a good actor.
0: I feel like he's the younger brother of, like, a really big action star that his mother was like... Like, he went out and he was like, hey, mom, I'm going, I'm going to Hollywood to be an action star. And the mom was like, okay, take your brother. And there's little Vin Diesel being like, hey... Like, okay, and he has to go along now, and, like, for some reason, you know, the older brother's just like, please just let him, let him play in your movie, I mean, he's please, really annoying, just... I know, and he's just no good, but just, my mom will be really upset if you don't let him play. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so who, I mean, I mean, I guess not a lot of acting range was required. Maybe, um, our man from the King Arthur movie, Charlie Hunnam, might have yeah. been good. Yeah,
0: That's a pretty good shout. That's nice. Yeah, Yeah, I like that. Um, You know what? I'm going to be a bit controversial here. Terry Crews.
1: No, but the age thing comes back in. Yeah. is getting on in years? Is
0: he? How old is he? I mean, this is is always the issue. I mean, he's
1: definitely not much (laughs) younger than Vin Diesel. He's probably older.
0: Maybe. Potentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, Um, Yeah, I'm also trying to think of, like, a black actor who I feel... Would fill the role nicely. Kevin Hart. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I would actually watch the shit out of that. If Kevin, H- <laughs> Kevin Hart was bloodshot, I would watch the shit out of that movie. <laughs> it
1: would be so funny.
0: That is a much better movie, actually. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I can't really think of anyone. That's the that's I'm the not frustrating thing about in this. in young
1: action movie stars.
0: No. No. Like, I don't, like, we're not action movie people, and, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like Vin Diesel was, I guess, the right one for this, because this movie requires the lowest common denominator, and that is always going to be Vin Diesel. No,
1: guys, don't. Your movie can do better than Vin Diesel.
0: (laughs) All movies can do better than Vin Diesel.
1: (laughs) Um, I mean, look, it's a very enjoyable movie. It's definitely, like, a Friday action night movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I did watch it on a Friday night. I think we were, we had burgers for dinner. So oh, like, nice. Okay, perfect. Exactly yeah. what you need. <laughs>
0: this is the, yeah, that is the movie for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, man. I mean, for me, just like a little bit more character development for, 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 for Vin Diesel. Like, I feel like he, it would be impossible for him to have any character development as a human being but I just wanted to see, like, I wanted to believe in his backstory a bit more than just, like, oh, my wife and shit and whatever, avenging my super hot wife who's, like, 30 years younger than me and stuff like that. Um, Yeah, man. I mean, and in terms of, like, would I watch this again? No. Apart from, like, if I'm, like, babysitting my dad and I'm just like, okay, let's just check on this and you can fall asleep watching it because you know, it's not going to be that bad. And I'm going to just sit here on, on Tinder and Instagram and just flick through that for a half an hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, so yeah, but you would watch it on like a Friday burger night or no, No, not I've even. watched it
1: once it's done. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, I, I would say I recommend that to all of our listeners, like go watch underwater because it won't blow your mind, but it is a fun movie to yeah. watch. But you know what? Give bloodshot a skip, man. You haven't missed yeah. anything from, from skipping it in 2020.
1: You know, I, yeah, yeah. I, it, it's a dime a dozen. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. Um so thank you for that Simone. Thank you for thank you. for getting us through that with your with your nanites and your breathing underwater and your underwater <laughs> tai chi nonsense. Um how are you? How has your week been and what is your optimistic thing?
1: I'm good. Um my parents had to come down to uh, sort stuff out, so they've been in town and I got to see mm. them, which was really really nice. Got to hang out with them a little bit.
0: That's so nice.
1: Yeah, that was really, really lovely. I haven't seen them since the beginning of the year. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, and it also, with taverns opening or, like, bars being allowed to open again and stuff, um, yeah. it just feels like everything is kind of going back to normal a little bit, obviously. It'll be a long time mm-hmm. before things go all the way back to normal. Yeah. But it's it's nice, especially it's supposed to start getting warmer here next oh, month. Oh, Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm feeling, feeling a little optimistic. Good.
0: And I think that's the, that's the, that's the whole idea for the podcast. So, so really apt, apropos.
1: Thanks. What about you? Um,
0: so we got cats this, this week. We got new kittens, which has been lovely. Um, they're little terrors, but that's all, what all kittens are. But I would say that my optimistic thing for this week is that I have reached the Shangri-La of uh, social media, I have cultivated and curated my so- social media to be exactly what I want it to be from mm-hmm. the different social media apps. I mean, it was Great. about a year ago that you said to me it, uh, during this podcast, activ- uh, active, uh, actually, and it kind of changed my whole sort of outlook on, on social media was you said um, you get to cultivate your experience on social media. Yeah. And it kind of just like when you said that to me, it blew my mind. And um, I have spent the year... Um, just cultivating everything from my social medias, and now it's perfect. So, like, my Facebook is for, like, cooking videos and cool, like, life hacks for your house and stuff. My Instagram is just, like, my friends and family who I really love and really cool, dank meme pages. My Twitter, I never go on because fuck Twitter. My... In, and my, my LinkedIn is super businessy with like law people and then my yeah. t- TikTok which is like my favorite thing of all time right now is just filled with chaotic bisexual energy and it is fucking the best <laughs> so there is not a point where i'm on social media and i'm not just like loving everything that goes through my oh, feed it's fantastic I'm glad. yeah yeah
1: good on you so
0: so thank you for for putting the idea in, in incepting the idea into my head uh, and and you know taking me through down this road to making the perfect social media accounts
1: What are friends for, if not incepting helpful ideas into your head?
0: (laughs) Exactly. So, Simone, what do you want to do next week?
1: Well, we had actually a really nice suggestion from one of our followers on Twitter, Mm -hmm. uh, Panther77, who uh, very kindly noticed that the alcohol ban was lifted here. (laughs) And so he suggested that we do a happy hour episode, which is a new one. Mm Mm-hmm. So to that end we will be doing Coyote Ugly which I did not know did badly. <laughs> and uh, the Tom Cruise was... classic. Oh sorry, go ahead.
0: Oh I was just going to say like you would think it, it would have done like really well because it, it was a formation it was a form of, for, for, it, it was a foundational movie of our childhood so it's shocking that it only got
1: 23%. I mean it really it formed so many of my odd concepts about bars. <laughs> <laughs> I was wildly disappointed when I went to one. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't danced on a bar once.
0: What what crazy thing is this? And has what anyone shouted to you? In? Has anyone shouted no no H two O to you?
1: <laughs> um, and we will also be doing cocktail with Tom Cruise, that, a young young Tom yeah, Cruise,
0: very young Tom Cruise. Only got seven percent, which I'm I'm bewildered by. Mm. Mm. You know, so many people talk about this movie so often, and yet, so bad, apparently. So bad. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, it is very exciting, and it's great that you can drink again. I'm so glad that, yes. you know, your bootlegging days are over, your, your run-ins now. with the coppers are done, uh, <laughs> and you can you can return to normal society. Um, yeah. And guys thank you so much for listening we really appreciate it you guys are like the best listeners in the world and your interactions have been so lovely you know during this period where everything is so uncertain and everything is on fire it's so nice to have just a community of people who are always there for us and who we're always there for and just help this optimistic message grow like a fungus um, and guys, if you want to s- get in touch with us, as our Twitter person did, to suggest some movies that we could yeah. do, or just talk to us about anything whatsoever, you are more than welcome to do so. We relish in those moments. And where can they do that, Simone?
1: They can talk to us on Facebook or Instagram at Fresh Tomatoes Podcast, on Twitter at Fresh Tomatoes MP. They can email us at Fresh Podcast at gmail.com. They can check out our website, freshtomatoespodcast.com. Ish, Link- it's linked down ish. below, you guys. Link-
0: links down below. Um, And guys, thank you again so much for listening. And if you've got the time, no pressure, no pressure. We would never pressure you into anything. We're not into peer pressure. Uh, But if you do have the time, go onto your podcasting app, go onto Apple Podcasts, rate the app, leave a comment. It really does help us get out there. You know how things are with social media and algorithms. uh, And the mayor very much uh, applies to uh, podcasts too. Um, But even if you don't, as we say at the end of every week, we love you and there's nothing you can do about it.
1: We love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Goodbye. Goodbye.
0: You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.